the worst moments of our life. Hey, girl, hey, that's bad. Uh, so speaking of, like, worst ever experiences. That is the worst ever. I don't feel so good. And that was my worst audition ever. How bad can it be? <laughs> and we feel the pain is best or funny. Welcome to Worst Ever Podcast. Welcome to Worst Ever, you bitch. I'm Christine Lakin, and with me is my friend, oh, Alec Led. It's not Alec Led, it's a lot Khaled. Oh, well, do you want to explain that on your Twitter? Not right now. Okay. Because you really got to just change it. Dude. I can change it when no I want to change it. No one cares. Let me tell you something. No one's tweeting anymore. Let me tell you something. Twitter's back in over. the day, we talked about this a long time ago. Back in the day, I understand why you changed your name, and that's a whole story in and of itself. I know, but it's now. But but on social, you should be a la Khaled. All right, you're a freaking Khaled. Can dude. I be honest with you? What? I don't know how to change it. Oh, so that's so now the truth comes out. Yeah, I really I, I, I don't know how to do it. I know the Twitter people. Uh, oh, I know Jack Dorsey. What the so fuck are you talking about? So what's your problem? <laughs> I, I can text Jack Dorsey right now. Okay. All right. Is that a challenge? Go for it. He got me into damn Bitcoin and it was the biggest mistake. I cursed him out right after. <laughs> and then I sent him because on the Real Housewives of Atlanta, yeah. um, Kenya Moore says um, to... <laughs> What's her name? Uh, what's the what's the the prostitute one? Um, the prostitute one. Margot. Okay. Marlo. Marlo. Yes, Marlo says to Marlo, "Your vagina has a square reader attached to it." <laughs> so I sent him the clip, and he started laughing out loud because he also right. created Square. So I don't understand what the problem is with your name. I'm just embarrassed to ask him how do I change my name oh, on Twitter. Okay, and now now it all comes out. Well, Jack, if you're listening, just go ahead and give us the four one one on that. Yeah. Shut up. I feel like we need to have a t-shirt made for you that says, everything I learned in life, I learned from the Real Housewives. Well, th- there's nothing wrong with that. I, I'm not saying there is. What is it with you and my reality? You, you're, today, you're like, I don't want to talk too much reality. I was like, we're talking reality. Because this is not a reality show podcast. It's not, it's I know that, but still, I, it, a lot of debuts have happened in the past week, and the people want to hear oh, it. Okay. All right. Shit. Can we just talk for two seconds um, about, before we introduce our guest, I want to talk about... Um, my experience this weekend going to the grocery store. I have a bad experience too. <sighs> okay, I've been getting up very early lately because my child has, for uh, ever since the time change, if you have a kid, it is like the bane of your existence because your child who has gone from a respectable 7.30, 7, 7.30 wake up, has now gone to a 6.15 nightmare. So I am also four and a half months pregnant, although I look like I'm six. Yes, I understand that. And no, I'm not having twins. It's been verified. Um, so I'm up early and I figure I got to go to the store. This is a good time to do it. I'm literally in Vons at 645 in the morning, earliest I've ever been there. The only downside to that is I think this is when they butcher the meat. Yeah. It smelled like carnage in the back. I started (laughs) gagging and I'm not even sick or nauseous anymore, but the smell of it turned me off so bad. And I did that thing where I like gagged and then I looked up and locked eyes with with a complete stranger who had been looking at me and had clearly just seen me gag. So embarrassing. And I was wearing a large bulky sweatshirt. So I don't even think this person could be like, oh, she's pregnant. Is it the Vons right here? Like where in Burbank? Yes. Okay. So. I used to live across the street from there. Right. At the Kenwood Muse apartment. I remember. And that was my Vons. And at like midnight or so after, or, you know, sometimes one o'clock in the morning after like a couple drinks or whatever at the Sardo's, I'd go over to the Vons and get some TV dinners or whatever to like microwave up. Sure. Guess who's doing exercises down the aisle? Who? 
Bob Hope. Shut up. On a nightly basis. Shut up. So I would see him all the time and say, hi, hi, Mr. Hope, you know, and I just, you know, try not to be like starstruck, but fucking Bob Hope is like really like walking up and down aisles. With so, a cart? Doing shopping Just too? walking. Oh, just No walking. shopping. Just walking. With his assistant. Just walking. Okay. So finally I asked, I was in line and I guess he was there buying like a, a water or something and I go, <laughs> I looked at this and I go, so uh, see you guys here all the time. What's going on? And he's like... Oh, this is when he gets his exercise. He like so he's not bothered and stuff. So he walks down the aisles. Think about it. it's cool. It's clear. It's uh, usually they're only stocking stuff at that time. You know, so right. it's, it's and he just walks up and down and the you aisles. You can get privacy. And you get privacy. I went to the Ralphs in fucking Koreatown the other day. Okay. What's wrong? And with I didn't that? want to lose my parking space, so right. I walked to the Ralphs. Which How is, far is that? It's about a mile or two. Right. Oh, okay. With my cart, because I'm now an Asian lady with the (laughs) fucking uh, roller cart that I got at the Target. Uh (sighs) I get there. I I love food shopping. Like, it's like I get it's like Zen. There's a couple things I love that are domestic. I like it, too. Laundry. Yeah. I love doing laundry. And I love food shopping. I like it, too. And I'm not gagging. Right. Yeah. Every necessity that I needed, they were out of stock. Oh, it's so annoying. The type of milk that I wanted, the bread that I wanted, like ev- like the cheese that I wanted, it, out of stock. And I was like, what? Because I live in Koreatown. I know that's why. What? What do you mean? It's the just Koreans not a normal like Ralph's. Koreatown it's a, likes the It's not a normal Ralph's. It's not a, it is across from a Vons. And I said, let me go to Ralph's because Ralph's is going to be cheaper than the Vons. Uh-huh. And I should have just went to Vons. Okay. Well, these are high class problems you've got. So then I had to go to the Trader Joe's the day that I knew I was coming here to do the podcast because I had to move my car anyway. Oh, so yeah. I was like, oh, I'll go do Trader Joe's. My husband refuses to shop at Trader Joe's. I There's specific things that I get at Trader Joe's. This is so dumb that we're talking about this I know. Right I know. All right. Listen to me. We have a special guest. Yeah. Let's get to her. Because we probably have a limited time clock. She, she, she is needs so to hungover. She or had, she might be drunk. She had a night. She had well, a night. We're going to get into we're it. We're going to get into it. But she's, uh, she's self-proclaimed queen of Gl- Glendale. Oh, yeah. She's uh, got several podcasts, like I think three. One of them of, of which I guessed it on and was uh, Please Advise. That's right. Her name is Molly McClear. McAleer. We're really close. I am so bad with the fucking names. You can't get them down. McAleer. Your name's a little, your name's tricky too. So we're in that club, I yeah. would say. It's but you're known as the Malls. I'm Malls, yeah. The malls. malls. No, just Malls, regular Malls. I like the Malls. I mean, sure, if you want. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So you're, so <laughs> name your it. name all your podcasts. Um, Mother May I Sleep With Podcast. And that one is the one you do with Stephen Ray Morris. Yes, it's about Lifetime Original Movies. Oh, yes. You have to have, by the way, you have to have Nicole Tom on. I would like absolutely love that. But here's the other, here's the catch with that. She's like in the movies. And I don't know if I can be as mean as I would. I She's think done. You can, oh, you right? can't. Have, yeah, you seen, sure you can. have you heard how I treat her? I mean, <laughs> we don't have that established Oh, relationship. she would The thing is, it would go over her head. She wouldn't even know you were being mean. Okay, okay. Trust me. A three-hour troll on yeah, her. That'd yeah. be nice. Uh, and then I have one called Emotionally Broken Psychos, which um, started out as like me lovingly talking about 
you know, reality TV people. And that's actually, I realize why I like them is because they're all kind of like emotionally broken psychos and it makes me think about humanity. Like I don't, I do a lot of soul searching and like navel gazing when I watch shows like that. Um, and now I've realized that my Facebook group thinks that I'm calling myself an emotionally broken psycho. Oh, how funny. So um, they like, re- they talk about themselves. Like, you know, oh, I'm psychotic. So I'm like, no, dude, that's not like, this is, this was supposed to be us calling other people that, but now we're owning the title. So Christine, yeah. have you done a Lifetime movie? I have not. It's really sad. I've always wanted to, and I actually have a meeting at Lifetime in about three weeks, which was set before I became a large pregnant person. But they do have a lot of... um, They say they're the women's network, but good luck with that. Yeah. Well, (laughs) they do have a lot of uh, movies, though, about people who are pregnant who snatch other people's babies. Yeah, that was. I was thinking that could be your angle. Maybe so. My friend Christy Carlson is doing one right now. She's snatching a lot of babies. (laughs) <laughs> Can't wait to see it. <laughs> and then please advise. Now, I lo- see. I love this concept, and I almost wanted to steal the whole thing because you can do that. It's so good luck. There's a phone number, right, that people call into, <laughs> right? Yes, and it's pre-recorded calls. Yes, and then she and the guest or your producer, yeah. which what's her name again? Christina Lopez. Yes, Christina Lopez, who's sweetheart. Um, they they give their take on. The, they give the advice. On the call. So, right. I remember when you were going to do this. And I was like, what kind of advice do you have to give? I'm I don't even remember. The qu- we had really dumb questions that day. Yeah. I mean, we're not. Qu- it's like not being qualified. There's no qualification, right. really. It's more yeah. about how we shouldn't be giving anyone advice. Like, right. no one should be asking us and we shouldn't be advising anyone. But it was from an old uh, <laughs> column I did years ago. And... Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I feel like my air just kicked on and it smells musty. I tell you, there's a dead animal. It's gross. I'm going to turn it off. Uh, it's 90 degrees, Christine. I just still have a lingering sinus infection. <laughs> so she can't oh, but you can't smell anything. Yeah. No, I'm sure it's, I mean, I'm sure it smells like a dead animal, but I'm just not here we for that. We were supposed to record this a couple weeks ago, and we, Molly and I both got sinus infections. Like on the same day. Now that I know, especially, I was a little bit relieved. Like I was like, oh good, we're both going through it. But now that I know you're pregnant, it's not, I take no joy in that. I'm no. sorry. I couldn't even take a Sudafed. Yeah. That, oh, that really blows. It blows. Oh, I sorry. couldn't take anything. Although I did get an antibiotic because it was so bad. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I had to cry for an antibiotic. Like it was the most bizarre experience of my life. Where did I, you go? I'm a career doctor hater. Like I hate them. I absolutely fucking hate them as people. Um, I think I have like some sort of, Maybe it's an education bias as well. I'm like, oh, you're more educated than me, so you can talk down to me because you went to school for eight years. Like, congratulations on your loans. I get very angry. I get very. Well, what angry. do you? How do you go in? So I don't. Um, <laughs> Are you doing the? Fo- you're doing like the Dr. Phil. Uh, so I didn't know that was a thing. And like I was talking to one of my friends too because she was like, she's such a sweetie too. And I've like already told this story and I feel bad because I feel like it's it's like just I'm mocking her. But she was like, why don't you go to a phone doctor? And I was like, yeah, that sounds fucking great. Why didn't I go to a phone doctor? Like what is a phone doctor? I was like, I didn't even know what it meant. But yes, so I wind up not going. I didn't go to the doctor. I wind up taking a bunch of my cleaning ladies leftover antibiotics. It's a oh dark tale. Martha hooked me up. She had a sinus infection as well. As I told you, it's a common well, she's supposed to life. finish the antibiotic. Yeah, she was. She didn't want to. So then she comes over and I'm telling her, you know, Martha, I'm sick. I have this thing. And she's like, oh, take my leftovers. And I was like, perfect. I would love to do that because now I don't have to go to the doctor. So I finished up Martha's antibiotics. I wind up not getting any better from it. So then last week I did Please Advise and I recorded for four hours straight as like, you know, we do two episodes in a row. So 
after listening to myself talk for four hours, I was like, this is the most disgusting thing. Like, this is a liability. You talk into a microphone all the time, so you have to, like, get better. So I wind up Googling urgent cares. Everywhere's closing, and then this one thing pops up. It's still open. Turns out it's a phone app, the thing. It was listed as, like, a location. (laughs) So I'm talking to this doctor over the phone. But FaceTime or... It's like an app. You have to get an app, and it's essentially FaceTime. Yeah, I have it. It's so weird. And so... Dr. Phil promotes it. The one that I have. What's the one I have? It's called... Um, oh, no. Doctor on Demand. Plush Care. No, That's mine, what oh. I do. Mine's Doctor on Demand. I mean, I think there's multiple services. Well, the Doctor on Demand, I see... I think the first time you use it, you get like $40 off. Really? Yeah, so just put that one in there. Once. That'd be good to know. Are you? Do you work for a Doctor on Demand? No, I haven't Start used it, but I got it. <laughs> do I enter your coupon code? I can out? send it to you because I think I get something back too. I haven't that used it. That probably might have a coupon code. You get yeah. a nice kickback yeah. when yeah. I go to the doctor. Yeah. I feel like that's illegal, but that's okay. But I, I haven't used it, but I... I I got it because when I was traveling and I, like when I was in New York, I got, I broke out in hives because I'm allergic to some sort of plant or tree that's in New York. And when it's like pollinating, I break out into full hives. Yeah. So I was like, maybe I can just get this instead of having to go to the hospital. I don't have a doctor in New York and you know, whatever. So how does this thing, so how did it work? So go you ahead. go, you go on, you download this app and you call and you just say like, Hey, I need to see a doctor. They were able to get me in 45 minutes later. Get me in. Like I'm laying in bed. I'm just there. Download this app. And then you sign in. You just like click the thing as if you're signing onto FaceTime. And then the doctor just pops up and it was really, she looked like a mom. Like she definitely looked like all of my friends, moms in elementary school. And she was, you know, clearly like you just are, lo- you're logging in. Like if you're, a, I, what great money that would be if you're a doctor right. to just like yeah. log into your app on a Saturday afternoon, get some cash. I paid a hundred bucks. I wonder what her like takeaway is from that. Probably not much. We spent five minutes together. Um, she probably gets 70%. It's weird though. Cause they can't like look in your ears. They can't like, you're just giving them symptoms. This was the worst part is that when I went on the, this is far from the worst part actually, but it's, I, when I went on the little like Yelp thing, when I was trying to figure, when I thought it was a physical location, it was like great for self-diagnosed things like STDs, rashes. What? <laughs> going who is self-diagnosing their std who's like yeah that's chlamydia like that's for sure i know when i see it like that's chlamydia (laughs) like i was thinking to myself like i know i confidently can say at this point i have a sinus infection i've done a round of my cleaning ladies antibiotics like i know what's up i need to i need to get this is for sure what it is but i'm thinking self-diagnosed like in and of itself that seems problematic yeah so does she prescribe medication so then I am on the phone with her, and of course, I don't tell her about Martha's antibiotics. Right. That's just a dead giveaway that I'm not, right. you know, professional or whatever I'm supposed to be. Honest, I guess the word would be. Um, but I, I, I'm Honest talking patient. to her, and I'm like, "Hey, listen, like this is bad. Like I'm also going to Japan, so there's an 11 and a half hour flight in my. Oh, yeah, you yeah. don't want to be stuffed up for that. And I had found out because, you know, I Instagram everything. So someone had gotten into my Instagram things and were like, oh, just be thankful you don't have to go on a flight. And I was like, oh, bitch, no, actually, I'm taking the flight. Like, I'm going as far as oh, you can go no. without going to Australia. So, um, oh, thank you for not reminding me, but I just reminded myself I have to call United when I leave here. Okay. Anyway, Take uh, my advice. If you don't get what you want, just hang up and call again. Really? Yes. You're trying to move your seat? <laughs> Yeah, I don't have a return flight seat, and I just know me. Like, I just, I get fucked at every turn. Like, yeah. you'll life be story make sure you get here. a southern woman. Yeah. 
I'm telling you right now, if you get someone from India or whatever, just hang up and keep trying until you get someone from Oklahoma or wherever she's at. Yeah. That is so racist. I need to be more of a sweetie on these phones, like these phone calls too. Like I'm not, I'm very like Boston, like hard edge. Like I need to come oh, in yeah, like a no. little bit more of a sweetie. If you can put on an accent. Yeah. I, I like to play it. the victim. Yeah. You do. See, if you play the victim, then they're like really want to help you. Well, my stepdad, who's no longer my stepdad, my mom and him just got a divorce. He did book the ticket initially so I could come in real like hot with like a whole like my mom just got divorced. Yes. This is a nightmare for me. Yes. You know, I'm so hurt. Yes. There's that. A lot of stuff. That's of stuff the like angle. That. That's I can do. And yeah. also, if you just say, you know, you're just trying to move your seat or you're trying to I move the day. So. I want to I want to see if I can get an upgrade. Oh, okay. Because I Why don't you know tell that him- he with the divorce you yeah. know he didn't care about me anymore so he just put me <laughs> he put me in the back of the plane like probably in a middle seat i have no You're i in have the no leverage oh my god are you kidding I did he so work lovely. for united no he's just he's like a rich but i i finessed this out of him because we had had a conversation years ago where he said that he would send me on the trip of my choosing and then of course i'm working all the time i never cashed in on that so when the divorce was final i was like fuck i should have gotten that ticket <laughs> So I was like, I know how to manipulate him. You he called wants- him post-divorce yeah. about the ticket? I know. You're he like, wants- so he about, wants that, like- about that flight. Yeah, I was like, so, well, no, I, I did the man of your word thing. Like, I really, fuck, I went in heavy. So I was like. In person, on the phone? Uh, on the phone. Yeah, they're in oh. Boston. Oh, yeah. So I'm like, Greg, like, listen, I'm like, I don't know if this is weird. Of course it's weird. I'm like, I don't know if this is weird. I know you're a man of your word. <laughs> so once you say, once you layer in, I know you're a man of your word. Right people buckle like they have to do it I yeah. and I'm not a manipulative person nor am I a liar nor am I good at anything like like emotionally suggestive whatsoever I'm terrible with all of that stuff as I said like I'm already panicking about being denied at United later because I'm not good at this stuff but I was able to get the ticket through Greg sure enough the ticket comes through this is a man who would like randomly upgrade me because he's a businessman with like miles forever that's right. his thing he could fly around the world 12 times tomorrow it would be like free so he would randomly upgrade me like over Christmas and shit like that and so I was like Maybe he'll he won't fuck me on the seat. Sorry, part of my language, by the way, I might be a little drunk. Um, it's fine. We cuss all the time. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was like, no, sure enough, I think I'm sitting in the middle seat, like in economy, like probably forty seven F. Yeah, no meals, like fully, by the bathroom, probably between a, two crying babies, like Japanese crying babies. babies. Have, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> what I would say if I were you. Tell them you, the last time you flew, you had a panic attack. Oh, because that's true. Panic disorder is real. Go ahead. And say that you are working through it, that you don't have a choice on this flight See, I, to return. I, I'm going to disagree with you, Christine. if there's any way you could, are there any, you know, seats Real that man. are closer to the, the front? Like, are there any window seats? Are, I, I is like, there a seat? I like a bulkhead. Just, I love if there's a bulkhead. Here's what I here's what I I, I wouldn't I wouldn't use panic because okay. I'm afraid they might red flag you. Oh. What I would use is I just had surgery on my knee. Oh, oh. that's a real big lie. That's okay. That's inventing. I had surgery on that's my okay. knee. <laughs> okay. I had surgery on my knee. I need to be able to like keep my leg you know i need the leg room to like because i can't bend it too much yeah 
You're on the phone. They don't know. They're not going to see you walking up. Or tell yeah. them you're pregnant. You got to get up and walk around. That's true. And <laughs> They'll never know when you get there. What hap- why am I drinking heavily on the plane? Well, <laughs> things didn't go the they way won't that live. we hoped. <laughs> yeah. And can I get some drink is tickets? Is that a good way to say that? <laughs> Jesus, this is horrible. <laughs> things haven't huh. gone the way I the hoped. The worst passenger ever. Send- you're not sending an animal on United, are you? <laughs> no. Okay, good. I have in the past, which is a nightmare, by the way. They like. Well, you heard about the, the you heard about the three animals like a month that ago died. that. Yeah. Well, one died. They, one, they one put that, them one, in the overhead luggage. They, I know. The and one died. Ever. What is wrong Everyone with They sent, they that, sent though, one that was supposed planes. to go to like Colorado to Japan. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, great. So yeah. it probably got killed for someone's lunch. Yeah. It was. Oh, but they flew, but no, they no, it, <laughs> it's true. They had to fly the dog back private. That's China. That's they China. had to fly Sorry, the dog China. back <laughs> <okay>. private. <laughs> it went viral. They had to fly the dog back private. Really? Well, yeah, as well they should. Yeah. Must be nice. Yeah. I will never Wait, ever. How did we get to this point? We're talking I don't about know. the description. Yes. And the phone doctor is just she's telling me, "Why don't you get some Flonase?" And I'm like, "Flonase? Oh, why don't you go fuck yourself?" Like yeah. I was like, "Are you kidding me? Why did I, why did I get some Flonase?" Like I didn't tell her I have two weeks behind me of taking Martha's right. medications. None of this is working <laughs> out. That, but I, I'm paying a hundred dollars for this. I can I could. I could have gone to the pharmacist and said, what do I, what should I take? Yeah. yeah. No, it's time to get aggressive. And I'm telling her this, like, because also it co- all comes back to the idea that I, I'm terrified of doctors. It's called white coat syndrome. Like, I can't, I'm, there's a guy at Studio City Dental. God bless. His name's Rudy. He's on the books as not, never being allowed to speak to me again because he, he made me feel fear at the dentist on my already existing fear-based situation. I shouldn't have even been there. So... I know that made no sense. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what did Rudy do to you? Well, hold Rudy on. Let's fresh. stick with this. He got fresh with me. He was. Not, he was. It wasn't a Me Too moment, was it? No, no I wish. Oh, okay. It was like <laughs> I would. I would have at least known how to handle that. I would right. not know how to negotiate that situation. No, we should like rev the drill in my mouth. You? Oh, yeah. And he was really like rude with me about it. And he cut my gum. And he said Ooh. to me like, he said something to me like, "Oh, are you sure you didn't like?" get like that happened happened during your cleaning and i was like no it happened when you shoved that metal thing in my mouth and i screamed ow rudy and then he <laughs> like had to leave the room and i hear him go out in the hallway he goes oh my two-year-old would have handled that better and i'm sitting there and i'm like i can hear you rudy like this is i, I can't go anywhere oh my so god i'm on the phone with this woman who looks like my friend's mom from elementary school and she's telling me to go get some flonase and i'm like listen lady like this we need to get aggressive. I'm about to take like the longest flight you can take. Can I just get some antibiotics? She's like, I'm hesitant, and I'm like, oh, because like all those people that free base antibiotics. Yeah, like, I know. What am I gonna do with it? Like, there's nothing fun or sexy about an antibiotic. It's right. not like I mean, sure, would I? I would have absolutely taken some like, like high yay, power. I might IV. get a yeast infection at the end of this. Exactly. Oh, great. I'm gonna have gonna the runs. On those probiotics as well, man. Yeah. Every you, everyone. I don't think people know that enough. That, that you, you got take- it. Yeah, you got to chase it with a with some kefir or some whole milk yogurt or something. Yeah. Well, it was out at the Ralph's. That was another thing that was gone. Probiotics? <laughs> with a yogurt that I like. Oh, you Go like ahead. Your, your good yogurt? <laughs> yeah. Um, well... <laughs> Um, yeah, so she, I eventually like broke down and I just started to, I pulled out my speeding tier tickets, except they were kind of real. Like I was really like upset and I was like trying to understand like why me, this is why I don't go to the doctor is because you just put the brakes up for like no reason. You're denying me antibiotics. Like, 
Well, I would have been like, listen, I just paid a hundred bucks. You're, I'm getting your prescription. Well, that would have been the right way to go. I'm Irish and wounded, so yeah. like I'm like all like, oh my god, like why are you denying me these things? Like I really felt like denied and like I was wrong and that she could tell I was a bad person. Like I really like got really in my head about it. Were you in your onesie? No. Because that's how I met her in a fucking onesie. She looked like she came out of a cave. I was cracking. I was like, what is happening? I walk up to this. We'll get back to your story, but I have to. Totally. I get to her house, right? There's like, she gets, you get so much free shit. Like, I don't know. I'm not, who's sending you this stuff? I don't get it. Yeah. I, I need that life. Yeah. And there's stuff like everywhere, like free, sh- like boxes of free shit everywhere. Yeah. And I'm walking, she comes out with like this dark sunglasses, full on onesie, hairs like uh, to one side. She's like, yeah. I'm so sorry. I'm late. You know, da, da, da. <laughs> we'll get started in a minute. And I'm like, okay. I have no idea who she is. I had the loveliest time because sure. we related so much. Right. Anyways. So I can only imagine what you look like. I bring myself 100%. I'm telling you, I am no one but myself. I can't be. Um, And also it's my house. So like, that's the other thing. It's my house, my rules. So if I'm going to be in a onesie hungover with my sunglasses on, which by the way are prescription, I need these for vision. How dare you? Wait, I I think it was like a, was it like a pink and green onesie or like a dragon or something? I have so many. I don't know what it was. What are you talking about? Like like a onesie like a mechanic wears or like a Snuggie like you wear to bed? To be frank, I have no idea what he's pajamas oh pjs okay got probably. it probably yeah it was amazing i don't know what it was though to be honest i, I feel like that's actually you've really illuminated that i have a problem because i don't <laughs> even know it's not even like oh the onesie it's like which one? Oh yeah no, uh, I, I have no idea um Go ahead. Okay, so, so anyway, you got your. You, she finally broke down and gave him. To I you. broke down and I'm like, listen, I'm like, I don't know if you've heard of white coat syndrome. I have it. I'm fucking terrified of you people. I hate this. I'm like, literally, I'm saying you people, like as if like people with degrees. So I'm like, I'm terrified of you, and I'm like, I don't want to be on this phone with you. This is why I didn't go. This is why this is like so out of hand right now. Is because I hate going to the doctor. Um, and she goes, Have you? talk to a therapist and I was like my mental hygiene is the only oh thing I take care God. of I was like this is yeah so she gave me the antibiotics and I just finished them yesterday but it was a real what she gave you the z-pack no I wish she didn't give me the fun stuff uh she gave me just like some standard amoxicillin sort of thing That's your skin looks really good thank you yeah I mean so then what happened last I have night skin, I think well I know but that amoxicillin is also what they use oh for... it runs a really oh. oh yeah that's why you can't you gotta stay out of the sun oh I fuck the sun yeah you gotta stay out of the... when you take amoxicillin a lot of dermatologists use amoxicillin to clear um zits and stuff I did not know that actually mm-hmm. yeah okay. birth control too yeah oh really yeah a lot of people that was a big thing like in high school like when you didn't want to tell your mom you were about to like fuck your boyfriend you'd be like I, I need it for my cramps and also my skin. Like, you would come up with some, and every mom knew. Like, okay, we got to get her in there. Not in my culture. You didn't get no birth control. You don't even get tampons. What? what? No, girls. They get pads. Oh, oh. pads. I'm like, what are they using? Rags? Like, no, pads. Like, it's middle no, ages. No pawns. Pads only. <laughs> God, can you imagine really like, having, like, a colonial period? Like, how bad would that be? Like, being Terrible. a pilgrim? Oh, my God. <laughs> I think about... Like, I am always thinking about weird shit like that, like, when I'm watching stuff like... I know. When I'm watching stuff like The Walking Dead, I'm like, oh, all the tampons are gone. The zombies (laughs) took them over. They're not only having to fight for their lives, but they're just, like, bleeding through their nasty... Like, what do they do on on Survivor? 
They're there sometimes I'm sure for 38 they get, days. I'm sure what they get. What a curveball, though, to be a chick on Survivor. Like, yeah, you have fuck this whole that. other thing. No, I'm sure that they give them sanitary napkins. Sanitary, sanitary napkins? Who Jesus are you? Christ. What are you, from like 1918? Judy over here. I know. Do I need a belt with it? <laughs> oh my god, the belt. belt. I'm I so really... confused the by the belt. belt. So they've okay, thank you. <laughs> Are you there, the... God? It's me, Margaret. Try being a 13-year-old girl in 1992 reading about the belt for the first time. I was like, I'm sorry, what? what? So like I real record scratch. So apparently back in the day, if you wanted to wear a pad, you had to get a belt in the mix. And every girl like had their belt that they would wear. Mm-hmm. Was it like a was the it pad like attached to the belt because there was no oh. they couldn't figure out how to put adhesive that could just go with on the pad that could just adhere to your panties. They oh, hadn't kidding. invented post-its no. yet. I was so confused. I was like, I don't understand this belt situation at all. Yeah. No, the belt is like, and also there's no style involved. Like, can you imagine being stuck with a, like, I mean, it would go under your clothes. But can you imagine <laughs> being more stuck bulk. with the same, I mean, I can't even have one onesie, let alone one period belt. That would drive me nuts. Oh, oh my, my God. God. You'd have leopard. So it's oh, like yeah. a washable Sparkle. thing? I have no idea. I've never seen I want you to try belts. it out once your pregnancy is over. Okay. <laughs> Sounds super fun. <laughs> yeah, it's a... That is, it's weird. I've never even seen a picture of what that would look like. Me either. Yeah. Wow. Steven, Google it. <laughs> look at me. Period belts. Um, oh my God, it's amazing. Okay, so. I love that we can all tell Steven what to do. I know. With confidence, too, because I know him. I don't give a fuck. Well, I, well, I went and had drinks the other day with the um, one of the EPs for Project Runway All-Stars. Brag. And we were talk- I was talking about our live show. Yeah. Uh, I go, yeah, so it's me, Christine, and Steve Ra- Stephen Ray Morris. And he fanned out on fucking Stephen Ray Morris. And I was like, what the fuck, dude? Stephen's on so many podcasts. I know. Yeah, I'm sick of it. Him and the cats. By the way, there's cat hair on these mic. (laughs) Really? Mine has dog hair. Oh, that's not. I'm like, there's cat hair. (laughs) Him and his cats. He's wearing a cat shirt. It's all cats. I love it. Go ahead. You can say something. I don't have anything. (laughs) You don't have nothing nothing to say? So everyone who's a big Stephen Ray Morris fan. Oh, Stephen. Holy cow. That's like. Look, I that got mad like, at him like he that's invented like BDSM. it. BDSM. We're looking at the belt. <laughs> that, that doesn't even look. You have it to looks like real. one of those horse bridles. You like have one to those... get one. <laughs> no, Why? It. I really Do they, don't. See if they have it on Amazon. It's the, literally the last thing I need. Literally. <laughs> no, right now you need to get that. No, that's really bad. It's horrible. Um, okay, Malls, I want to ask you yes. about your night last night because oh. it sounds like so much more fun than what I did, which was go to bed at 9.30 well, watching The Housewives. I don't know if like I can really say – I went out drinking with like a guy that I dated a long time ago, and I don't really know if I can say more about that because I don't really know about the particulars of his lifestyle, so – that's fine. There's not really. I can't. But it, I drank too much, um, which you, I wh- haven't drank in weeks because of my sinus infection, which should not be like a, you know, that's bad when you're like, I haven't drank in three weeks. Crazy, right? But it, I haven't. No, that's that's hard. I that's mean, hard. yeah, that's pretty was, hard. It was, was pretty, it was pretty effortless. Like, I was really tired and sick. That was the thing. I didn't know a sinus infection took it out of you like that. And I don't want to minimize what you're about to go through uh, vaginally with the birth and whatever. It's a nightmare. But... <laughs> I've lived it. I was her doula. Oh, this is my second. So. Really? Yeah. He's not. He was not my doula. I was in the. Bur- I was in the. Bur- I don't know why I believed that? Well, I was. I. No. I li- hey, wait! I gotta stop you guys just for a second because we need to talk about our X bars, who are a sponsor this week of our podcast. Um, and I need to tell you guys that RX bars come in 11 delicious flavor varieties, and as of May 14th, there are three new flavors. Holla! 
mango pineapple, peanut butter and berries, and chocolate hazelnut. Also starting May 21st, RX Bar introduces RX Nut Butter. That's right. Made with the same core ingredients as RX Bar protein bars, the new nut butters include a base of nuts, peanuts or almonds, egg whites, and dates. They're available in honey cinnamon peanut butter, peanut butter, and vanilla almond butter. I mean, get in my mouth already. The thing I love about RX Bar, they their ingredients just do all the talking. So it's like eating three egg whites and two dates and six almonds. No BS, people. They're gluten-free. They're soy-free. They're dairy-free. I feel like Moles could probably use one. She's recovering from a big night out. It just makes you feel great. There's no artificial flavors, colors, preservatives. You're actually eating like real food. Go to rxbar.com backslash worst and enter promo code worst for 25% off your first order. And for a limited time only, they are giving away six free samples. Three of the new flavor of bars and three of the nut butter. So act quickly. All right, we'll be right back with more with malls, but I'm going to go get a snack. And while I'm at it, I'm going to get everybody else one too, because I'm nice. Unlike some people we know. What, are you watching any of the, are you watching the new Roseanne? Um, I watched the first two episodes of it. Um, I actually, I haven't spoken about it at all because I feel conflicted about talking about it. Why? Because I know some of the people that are involved, like oh, obviously Whitney Morgan, they were part of Two Broke Girls. Um, I loved it. I really, I can't, I, I just, I thought the, sh- I, Roseanne's my favorite fucking show of all time. Oh, really? Hands down, favorite, yes. Not Step by Step. Um, big fan, though. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Huge <laughs> fan um, of Step by Step. And also, okay. my friend called you a queer icon the other day, and I loved it. Oh, she was I'm like, so... oh, Al? She's like, oh, everything. Oh, yeah. oh my God. Yeah. Thank you. That's, See, Christine? It's a huge compliment. A Hollywood bisexual really considers you to be one of the peak, I mean, I don't know. I think it's really cool. Television sleeper lesbians. I don't know. I had a couple of people say to me that they really related to me growing up. Um, Even if, you know, they, I I wasn't gay in real life, but they felt like they were different. They were tomboys or whatever. And that I kind of gave them some, that character gave them some confidence. Like high key. Like I think everyone in my high school had the biggest crush on you. Thanks, man. Biggest crush. Um, <laughs> Take that, Jody Sweeten. Just kidding. <laughs> My biological sister. We'll yes. talk about that later. Yeah. Um, She's got a whole Jody oh, Sweeten. Okay. I have a whole Jody Sweeten thing going on. She got me through a really tough time. Oh, I gotta hear She'll that. She'll never know. Uh, I can't. I can't. I, she like, will now. <laughs> but I'm sweating. Um, Stephen knows. It's like real. It gets really dark and sick. Um, and oh, I, great. Like, but it's all with love. Um, well, that's okay. That's what the show's about. Yeah. So, dark and sick. Uh, anyway, Roseanne, to answer your question. Yes, I watched it, but I have a really fucking hard time with the politics or her politics, like personal. I agree. Actual I, Roseanne. So, so do I. As much as I really want to watch it and be a participant as a viewer, I just can't. I can't. But you have to also look at it from this perspective, right? Um, Sarah Gilbert. Yes. There's no way that she's going to be a part of something, even with Roseanne's politics, unless sure. both sides are are equally. I spent some time on that, like wondering myself, like how are all of these people working with someone who supports a president who's transphobic and, you know, has all that stuff going on. So that stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. I I thought it was clever. I thought it was a really smart way to bring it back. I felt like the 20 years later made sense. Yeah. It didn't feel like, oh, we're rebooting it and it's like... You know, like Will and Grace took me a moment to get into. 
like the reboot. I was like, oh, I'm not sure if I, you know. Yeah, I actually hope that the show can be um, a conversation starter for many people who feel like they maybe they don't agree with their parents' politics or with maybe people they went to high school with or whatever that is, their people they work with. Maybe can it be that we can all coexist and totally not agree? Or can it be that we can call out the stuff that is just not okay anymore? And if that's a part of someone's politics, how can we make that? Yeah, but I don't know. I, I, how, can we, is like, how can we I, have a conversation about it? We have to, just, we have to start talking to each other because that's the biggest problem I, is that we're both on these two sides and I feel like it's becoming more polar every day and people just are, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to associate with you. You're wrong. Right. And I don't want it to be like, I want that's her to have problem. her. Listen, I don't agree with any of her politics, but I want her to have her politics because that's where the conversation starts is the disagreement, you know I mean? Like, enough with the PC shit. I'm over it. Okay. Okay, so next series that you write... Sorry. <laughs> the next series you write, think about that. Okay, all okay. right, I'll see my way out. Thanks. No, uh, what do you, wait, are, you're in, you said it's staffing season. Yeah. So, so you're starting that now. Yeah. So what do you do? You submit scripts? What are so, you doing? So, yeah, like, you know, your agents do or whatever. I'm right. not a part of it. I have, I mean, I am, but I'm not. I, like, you kind of just get these meetings and you show up and you... I don't know, man. Like, I'm not political. I'm so bad at that stuff. That's also why I have, like, all my podcasts and stuff as a thing to lean on because it's, like... I mean, you don't want to be know. that. I wouldn't vote for me. Like, I don't... <laughs> right. No. I don't know. Like, you go in, you talk to the showrunner, you're, like... I don't know. You say what you liked about the pilot, and then maybe they offer you a job that pays way too much money. I think it's I think it's an unruly amount of money that TV writers make. I'll be honest with you. What shows have you written on? Two broke girls. That's the first one. Yeah, yeah. That's a good gig. It was yeah. a good gig, and I raised like three levels there, which is I think probably the biggest obstacle for me is because I got you get bumped up each title. Right. It's part of like a SAG thing, and so I got bumped up three titles really, really quickly for you know three years right away. And I think a lot of people that takes them like three or four shows usually to get up that high. So I do. I also feel when I go into a thing, I'm like, I know, like it's weird, right? That like I've done one show and I'm at this level like that's weird right i i'm not a good i'm not good at selling myself should i should probably say that you should probably work on that yeah no i definitely need to i'll put that on my i think it's pretty great i mean dude i mean it's an it's a huge net it was a huge network show huge Huge. they spent Mm -hmm. a lot of money on that show yep and it's very hard to get that first gig that first gig and that's a big gig usually that's a big gig usually Writers are starting to either go to a cable network or a Disney channel or a, you know. Totally. I mean, I dicked around for you. I, I didn't know that, like, this is the other thing with selling myself. I was here for, like, seven years before I figured out I could be a TV writer. I was like, oh, I'm a writer and I live in Los Angeles. Like, I never put together, like, But what you were you writing? I was a blogger. Oh, right. Yeah. And so I, like, I basically just, like, you know, and then I started Hello Giggles at the same time I got staffed on Two Broke Girls. So I kind of had all of my the things work out for me at once. But for many years, I was like, you know, I'm very familiar with that crew at Town Ralph's. I lived right there, like, two blocks away. And I was so broke. And I think my place was, like, $600 a month. And I would struggle every single month to pay for it. I had, like, my gas turned off, my lights turned off, like... I really was like a broke girl. That's I had thirty two dollars when they hired me. So oh wow yeah no like I'm saying like I was broke. My roommate drove me to my interview like because I didn't have a car. I had sold my car. Like I was broke. I've really I've really worked for my dreams. And you have a house now. You own a house. Yeah. The house is amazing, by the way. I don't own it outright, 
one hundred percent. But I, I mean, put you, down. I mean, I have. You no, bought that. It's, you're not. Yeah. It's not a. You're not renting the house. No. Right. No, that'd be a, that'd be foolish. Yeah. For me. So I mean, like that's a that's a Hollywood story. Yeah, it was like a really. It was a nice thing like because i also when i i was so bad with my money like you know you never give someone who has 32 dollars a network television salary like that's just a really <laughs> fucking bad way to do things so were you in the union at the time no i was in i joined the union like to get on the show i had nothing i was a staff writer and they hired me and that was my introduction to the union i'm telling you i found out i could be a tv writer like six weeks before i tried so then did you have an agent at the time no how did you get the interview in the first place um, I had written a script and Whitney, I knew kind of socially through, um, she had done my podcast before and I got my script to her through my then business partner, Sophia, who I started Hello Googles with and Kat Dennings and I had been following each other on Twitter. So like after I had this great interview with Michael and Whitney, um, which like was nice, like looking back, like. I don't know why I said that. Like, believe it or not, it was nice. It was really nice. Like, Whitney was so... She She's wanted great. it for me. Like, That's I could cool. really feel that. She... And we're talking about Whitney Cummings. Cummings. Yeah. She was, like... She's definitely been, like, a fairy godmother of sorts to me, which, like, I definitely did not think when we first met that that would be the way it shook out. But she really championed for me to get on. And I did really well in my interview. I definitely knew I, like, slam dunked it. And then when I got home, I DM'd Kat. And I was like, hey, like, I just... Um, met with Michael and Whitney to do, to talk, you know, right on two broke girls. And she was like, Oh, for sure. So then she texted them and like said, you have to hire models. And like, I had a job at the end of the day. That's amazing. Did you, that's awesome. So as the seasons go on, did you write any full episode? Like, did you leave any of the six and a half? I think. Yeah. Wow. That's great. So, which is nice because the show went into syndication. I mean, Mm -hmm. it really all that show could not have been looking. I mean, I'm kind of like, you know, you never like. Do you ever like give yourself credit? I don't ever give myself credit. Yeah, when I I'm give talk- myself credit all the time. <laughs> when, when I'm talking about this, I'm like, that's actually like, this is a nice story, Molly. Like, things something really nice happened. That's to you. great. But I worked. I mean, I definitely like worked really hard for it. But it was like, yeah, it was a. It it all really worked out well, and of course, the show was stacked together with like the Ashton Kutcher two and a half men premiere. So like the, the ratings were phenomenal and it was like right away, like I'll never forget the table read where they paid us up for the rest of the series or for the rest of the season, because I guess it hadn't really occurred to me like that that needed to happen and that I could have lost my job that day. Right. And I just remember like I cried the whole table read. Like I just had my like head down because I, I wasn't at the table, you know, staff writer, you sit in like the back of the room. So I just had my head down and I just remember like the tears like hitting my script and I was like, oh my God, like you're in the clear. Like this happened. And like the first two years in particular, I was like Michael's baby girl for sure. So like we had a really good relationship and I was very like, you know, I, See, just, I think you'd be great to write on Roseanne. I don't think I really want to do that. I, first of all, I don't think that's an option. But I also, I, I again, like, as I said, it's my favorite show. Right. And I know that there's two ways of that where it's like, why would you not want to write on that? But for me, like, I can't get too close to the action, man. Like, I really like to stay back. I don't love to meet, like, big famous people or be around that. I actually have met Roseanne once, and it was the most bizarre experience in my life where I'm like looking at the most <laughs> famous person in my world and she's right there. And it was like, it's too much. I wouldn't know where to look. I really wouldn't. Well, what did you say to her? Um, I was 
sent in to be like she was having like a, it was a I guess like a run through for a game show she was gonna have and like every it was like three different generations and I was like the millennial generation and um so we I mean really it was just like a hello sort of thing and at the time you know, Roseanne's nuts hadn't even come out. Uh, her famous. My, oh, the macadamia nut I farm. I mean, everything, right? With John, her boy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. Everything. 17 years, John. Yeah. So good. Yeah, 17 years. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> I like, uh, you're, I, I like, I love you. I don't know what it is, man. Like, you're just so, I, I think you're yeah. so great. I wish you'd tell Christine that. Um, he's great. <laughs> he's like. You're great too, though. Oh, thanks. I mean, like, no, really I, phenomenal listen, people. I tried watching that Roseanne reality show yeah. in Hawaii. Yeah. yeah. Roseanne's nuts. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't my favorite because I wanted Roseanne. Like yeah. I wanted yeah. that Roseanne. Yeah, I didn't want to see her like retired her on a nut yeah. farm. Yeah, I don't want. I don't know. You know, and it's a play on words. The title. I know. I know the title. <laughs> I, I may. I may not be a writer, but I got it. Yeah. No, um, I, I. You know, it's always simmering over here for me. So let's talk about Xanax boyfriend. Okay. Yeah, I want to talk about some relationships. Okay. That have gone awry. Yeah. yeah I've, oh, I've, all of them have. Uh, none of them have worked <laughs> out. So, yeah, that's basically all of them have gone really badly. On whose, but whose fault? A mix. You're Solid picking, mix. you're picking crazies. Um, no, because then that would ultimately, then I would have to admit that I have the problem. So we'll just, <laughs> say that, we'll just say that, you know, things just didn't work out. Um, I, you know, I realized that. In my 20s, I dated all, like, just good dudes who fucking hated me. Like, they couldn't have hated me more. Looking back, every guy I dated in my 20s absolutely despised me. And, like, that wouldn't stop us from not being in, like, a three-year relationship. They were always, like, really long-term relationships with someone that, looking back, I'm like, oh, they he actively despised me. Um, I don't know why. I don't know. You say why? I don't know. Like, it was, like... When I was 23, I dated like a 32-year-old. And like looking back, I'm like, oh, I was a child and he knew it. And I was I was not hip to that. Like I was right. not mm-hmm. – I didn't know. Like I, by the way, I think it's like kind of criminal the way that these guys date these younger girls. I'm like, that's a child. Like she doesn't right. know what's going on. Um, <laughs> it's true. Do you just look at Christine like she's a pervert? Well, no, no, no. Oh. But she's been through some shit. Oh. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But so – did the dating change once you got two broke girls? Like, a, like in the sense so of like, the, no, I was like basically essentially celibate when I was at the show. Like that was my, my boss loved that about me, by the way. Like I was just so fucking available and so at work all the time. I am like a workaholic when I'm in a situation that I love. If not, right. I'm just like, I'm such a ne'er-do-well. Like I really am. Like I'm a, I'm a onesie, like hungover person. <laughs> onesie thing. Um, Can you get us free onesies? <laughs> I know I you got them I for free. I sadly paid for that. Oh, okay. Whatever it was, I paid for it. Um, but clothing, I don't get free. Like it's more like just some random like seltzers will show up or something. Yeah, um, you get good stuff though. I was like, wish I was on a PR list. I'm not. I, and also like I am like running under this like wild ruse that I'm still getting construction done in my house right. because I moved into a construction site, which is really nice. You're genius for like moving out of your house. Well, yeah. I mean, I think living, I've also lived through construction. Yeah. I've had my house a long time and it's hard. It's, it's really rough. Hard. It's certainly not easy. And like just, but it's just, very expensive to move out. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when it, you can't move back in because, yeah, because you're paying a mortgage and a rent. That's yeah. correct. My friend, you know, she's taking these couches back with her. I've got okay. a fight with her today about it. Oh yeah. You, you've, 
talked about hating the couch before. Oh my god, did you talk about that on <laughs> no, her podcast? No, this ta- podcast. on our podcast. I th- oh, yeah, I'm a fan of the show. I'm like, listen. I thought you are just like telling all the podcasts in the world that I have crappy furniture. Listen, Chris, this I know. Though. I mean, on ours, yeah, he, yeah, I know. No. Look, I don't want to take this couch back, but unless someone, unless a lovely company wants to give me a, a couch, but what am I going to sit on? I, I don't get fucking beanbag chairs. I don't care until you get. It'll yeah, that's get comfortable. You to, it'll get you to get a couch. That's comfortable. But this shit cannot go. You just rebuilt your house. It's going to look beautiful. And then she's throwing these motherfuckers in there. It's like how like for maybe a couple months into. Yeah, but, listen, this is my thing. Stop. This is my thing with a couch. You cannot purchase a couch over the Internet. You have to sit on a couch. It's true. I understand that. I listen. already found one I like. All right. Then get it. Well, I want to try a few more out. I think you, I think that you should get it as a. As I'm a not getting your yeah. shit. I See? think that would be nice. And thank you for starting the podcast that I co-host. That would be a nice thank you from. from yeah, me. exactly. How about that? Thanks for the friendship. Thanks, Thanks for letting me watch your vagina while you birthed. Exactly. Yeah. You owe her a couch. You do. You owe Easily. me a lot of things. Yeah. Well, pick her up tomorrow. Take her down to living spaces. I just wherever. got you. I just got you these two new couches right here. Because you're going to give them away, and I'm going to re-bring them back. If you want to sell these, make me some money, and then take Those me out No one's going to buy go. these couches. Someone would buy them. Do you want my couch? These are no. celebrity couches. What are you talking about? These will sell in a minute. <laughs> celebrity uh, couches? These are celebrity couches. Do you couches? know the people who have sat on this couch? <laughs> okay. Yeah, Jody okay. Sweeten sat right there. Don't. Swear I'm to gonna God. I'm going to pass out. I want to hear this Jody <laughs> yeah, Sweeten t- story. Tell us about your Jody story. So, Are you watching Hollywood Darlings? I do watch Hollywood Darlings. Are you ready for the I, new season? I am I am so excited. I told you. I, I pitched. Yeah. I pissed off pitched an idea for Beverly Mitchell's character. It was terrible. It was the worst joke I've ever made. You were like, we're getting a little bit more zany for Beverly's character this season. You said it on my podcast. And I was like, mm. miscarriage. And it was like the darkest <laughs> thing. Like, why, would, why would I say that? Like, no, that's not what's happening this season on Hollywood Darlings. <laughs> So Could you imagine Beverly? You, we just did it. We just did an episode with Beverly and um, Jody, which was going to air before this one. You're going to die. The I shit am. that it the is shit that comes out. A, it is a shit show, and I'm so that, happy. it's every day at work. Because usually we'll get a call from Beverly, like, "Can you cut this out?" Or yeah. she'll like they. And I told Christine, I go. If she calls or requests, just ignore her. We're not cutting yep. anything. We are not cutting anything out. It is so good. You never this give a guest that power, I have to say. Like, yeah, I maybe know. Maybe once in a while. I tried a to little, tell her. But, pe- but I will tell you, people really take advantage of that. Like, next thing I know, I'm like, oh, so I can use 5% of our audio? That's what you're saying? Right. People get very touchy. It's like, you know what? You're saying it into a mic, man. It exists. Like, yeah. the yeah. second you say it into a mic, it exists. It's like sending a... It's like uh, Dorinda says, write it, regret it, say it, forget it. Oh I, God, love I love that. Dorinda. Uh, it's, by the <laughs> way, that. a lesson I've never learned. Uh, <laughs> I, I send the most repulsive emails. Like it's, I've, writ- I've only written things to regret. See, I, I'm a phone caller. You are. Yeah. And it's the way to go. It's nice and clean. I've realized yeah. I've had people say the most fucking terrible things to me. And I realized, oh, they can say it because there's no record. No, it's a weapon. Whereas I... Take it to email, baby. And I like wake right up in a pissed off mood and start sending off emails. No, it's so bad. I also think I'm like above being forwarded. Like I'm like, oh, no one's screen capping this. And I like just go ham. And which, by the way, of course, I'm a screen capper. I'm a forwarder. Why would I think the rules don't apply to me? How narcissistic and dark is that? I know. It's hard. You have to be. I've been on some text threads with. 
people, and I've had to be very careful. Well, sometimes uh, I like to. Sometimes I like to write an email offline. I write it to myself. To myself, just to get it all out there, and then I take sections of it that are appropriate. And yeah. you should never drunk text. Stop oh. with the. I should never drunk text because I'm people, the worst. especially if they piss you off, I go. I, I go, go f- yeah, crazy, I like, and I have to stop myself from texting. Oh, I'm, I'm a bad. monster. Like, yeah. I'm the person who takes that exercise of like writing a letter and putting it in a drawer. I'm like, wow, this is a really fucking strongly worded, well eloquent, well put letter. I'm going to put this in the mail right now. Like, that's who I am. I can't, <laughs> can't, can't put it in the drawer. Like, it's not going. Someone in the drawer. needs to see this. No, honestly, yeah. it's so bad. It's so bad. It's like everyone knows you don't want to get an email from Molly. Like, I really can ruin a life. Like, I've woken up and just ruined a life for no reason. It's the worst. It's probably. No, it's so far from my worst quality, but it's, for, <laughs> it's, it's on a short list somewhere. Yeah. What, what's a Jody thing? Okay. So obviously I grew up loving Full House. I was like, I remember being in like fifth grade. It's last episode. I remember just like bawling my eyes out. Like it was really like an end of an era for malls. And so I then wind up, you know, living in Los Angeles, big Hollywood, big Hollywood lifestyle. Go to an episode of Dancing with the Stars because my friend had like the hookup or whatever. Love it. Yep. I love. I'll do anything. Yeah, I'll I've, do, been, I've been. I've been. I've been doing live taping. They're fun. Go ahead. I'm. I'm just. I. Here's the thing. That's so not me. But that kind of is. Like, and yeah. that I'll just do anything. I'm not one of those people that's like, ooh, like get me into that sweet Hollywood action of Dancing with the Stars. Like, Did you wear your onesie to Dancing with the Stars? No, honey. You have to look real nice. We talked about <laughs> I know, that. I, I was know. like, I was in one of the pretty people rows too. Yeah, I know. I was like very honored. But yeah. I am so easily flattered. I'm like, oh. I and the pretty person wrote Dancing with the Stars, everyone. Mom, get this. So, you know, they, they hide the uglies. So I wind up sitting in front of Jody Sweeten's parents. And now at this point, I'm shitting bricks. Like, I'm my friend is trying to talk to me. She's trying to have some, like, convo. She, like, literally at one point, she's like, so what do you think my friend could do to be a TV writer? I'm like, shut the fuck up. I'm, I'm telling her the entire day. I'm like, I don't want to hear one word out of you. I'm listening to everything Jody Sweeten's parents say. Like, this is everything to me. This is the most important thing that's ever happened to me. Get out of my way. So, of course, like, I'm just, like, really, like, I'm living for it. And, like, you know, she has a very, like, she has a very interesting past. And so I was saying to her after, we're walking by Erewhon, Jaden Smith sitting right there outside of Erewhon. Of no interest to me because I just sat behind Jody Sweet in front of Jody Sweet's parents. So I'm, you know, going on and I'm like, oh, she has a fascinating life story. I was like, you know what? I'm going to order us both her autobiography. <laughs> Unsweetened. Fantastic. Like, literally. Just so, I'm so amped. So... At the time, I was uh, I had just adopted a dog, and I already have wagon stuff. My little Chihuahua, who's yep. just like an Who? absolute piece. Like he's just the biggest. He's, he hates me. Oh, he hates everyone. He's like he's <laughs> oh, a. You have no idea. He hates me. Yeah. Like he 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 bites me all the time, yeah. and I'm like I just am. I'm such a bitch for him. It's the yeah. saddest thing in the yeah. world. It's a whole debacle. Anytime I can't even have people over. I can, it's really a big hazard for me in dating as well. Um, <laughs> like really, relationships have been ruined because of wags. So. So I adopt this dog who's deaf. She's a pit bull, which I hate to say because the story is going to go in a place that a lot of people don't want it to. So Wags comes down, picks a fight with the deaf pit bull. The deaf pit bull nearly kills him. And it happens like on top of me. And to this day, like we can't spend too much time there because I really do get like, yeah, that's you know hard. when you like oh, yeah. fall when you're drunk and the yeah. next morning you think like, oh, I could have 
knocked my teeth out mm-hmm. or something. And like, that's all you can think about is just replaying that moment of when you could have right. severely ruined your face. So I play all the time. Like what if Helen had grabbed me by the neck and killed me? Mm-hmm. So something happens. I go into like, I don't know how it happened. I really don't. I got behind, I got behind the wheel of my car with the dog. He's I'm, I'm wrapped him up in the shirt I'm wearing. So like I'm, holding him in this sweatshirt i'm covered in blood i don't know how i got to the animal hospital to this day i drove myself there oh my god i run into triage i'm screaming i called an old woman the c word in the in the waiting room because she walks up to me and goes honey your nose is bleeding i'm like i'm at the fucking animal hospital <laughs> like, I, oh my god that's on her because i'm like why do you think i'm covered in blood like right. never walk up to someone in a hospital waiting room and say your nose is bleeding right. like guess what it's not um that's definitely not why you're there so um, I go home and like my dog is probably dead. Like this is where just, he's gone and it's really bad. And you know, it's 50 grand, like it, no, like bare minimum, like it's going to be a lot. So I go home and I've never really been home without wags. And you know, I got him when I was like drunk at brunch when I was like 22 and I'm now, 32 and I'm a homeowner and like this whole journey I've gone on with this dog and it's really hitting me like oh my god I could get emotional thinking about it it's really hitting me like he is the reason why like I'm okay oh my god I'm gonna get upset but like yeah he's the reason why I'm okay and I put him in this terrible position and I feel I felt so terrible and um I just like, I'll do anything at that point. Like, I was like, I don't care. Like, I'll sell the house. Like, whatever it is. Oh my God, I don't want to get upset. That's okay. I totally, I totally, I'm feeling you right now. You know, it's of like, course. It's, it's rough because it's like, oh my God, like, you are the reason why I'm here and I've done this to you. So, of course, I get home and guess who's there? Jody Sweeten. <laughs> She's, her book her arrived. Book arrived. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no, I'm laughing because I know I'm psychotic. Like, it's psychotic. I can't wait to Jody tell Jody this. Know what we've been through. <laughs> so, book her. So I was in the next, like, the worst next week of my life, like reading her book. It's so psychotic. I'm so sorry, Jody Sweet, and I apologize. <laughs> and like, at this point, like, I can never have like a casual thing. Like, I have to go full like Rain Man with it. And so, <laughs> like, Stephen knows. Like, I'm not just like a mild fan of like Jody Arias. Like, I think she's innocent. Like, I go. <laughs> God. I, I can't, oh my god you i go full you yeah. did you get artwork <laughs> yes actually i so i got steven and i jody arias artwork i forgot your cats i'm sorry I got, she uh, is she cats. still doing this yeah and you can still get it it's up for sale wait jody arias is doing artwork of cats in prison yeah <laughs> and i got one of like it's a beautifully manicured hand holding a strawberry like it's, she's very inventive like i don't how know where she the, comes up how much the stuff. prince go 25 bucks can you believe with like, shipping yeah, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I'm insane, I don't know. It was maybe two bucks that came in a tube, but like they definitely, I definitely got an email from like her media manager or whatever, like her website manager. It was like probably just some sad woman named Wendy. Like her, yeah. no, her name was like Quinn. I, you, you know that I was obsessed with that trial. Really, I didn't know that. She's innocent. He drove her to it. I'm dead serious. No, I, she's not innocent. 
I'm saying as far as you can be innocent after murdering a man and stabbing him 98 times. <laughs> <laughs> and then dyeing your hair and then yeah. like uh, carrying gas she's tanks from across Palm the desert. Okay. She's, yeah, no, she's white trash. Yeah. You but, can't, well, you can't date a girl from Palm Desert. What did he think was going to happen? The murder wasn't even fascinating <laughs> to me. It was the trial that was fascinating. It was her demeanor. It was her taking the stand. I was upset. Like, that's what fascinated me. It was like watching her. The, the balls to take the stand yeah, was a lot. And like the fighting between her and her lawyers. And, yeah. then, and then the prison, the jail interview in the black and white, like in the whole, and she's requesting hair and makeup. It's like. That, that's what I was like obsessed with. Right. The, well, there's this great clip that it's really sat with me how rich it is over the years because Jody's like kind of like talking to like some reporter and we're she, talking about Jody Aries, not Jody yeah, Sweeney, oh, by the way. I was just gonna say this episode <laughs> is taking a total left turn. Too many Jodies. I know. Too, yeah. way too many. There's so many. Jodies We've moved on life. to Jody Aries. Yeah. Go ahead. But okay. we'll go back to Sweeten in yeah, a yeah. moment. Okay. Um, but I, I hope. Um, but anyway, Jody's like getting sitting behind the camera and she thinks she's just like talk like kicking it up with the reporter and she's like oh are you the one from CB I talked to someone from CB oh that was you and she's doing this whole thing and she doesn't realize like Jody he doesn't want to talk to you like he's not He's not interested. There's no friendship here. This isn't a burgeoning relationship. Like you all, are, you're, you're not. There's she not gonna fascinates be me. Unreal. She really does. Like she's a very spiritually rich person. I'm really here for Jody, and she has like. Do you send her letters? No. No. I think you. Should. No, but I oh. think. I'm just like, going back to. Visit. I'm going back to your letter writing. Yeah. Right. I'm going. That's something you should stick in the mail. It's like you should have a correspondence with her. Well, here's the other thing is that I'm a sicko and I'd be hurt if I didn't get a letter back. And I saw on Twitter, on Jody Arias's Twitter, which is maintained by uh-huh. one of her fans, right. um, that she uh, is not responding to correspondence anymore because she got a job in the prison and she's too busy. <laughs> and so, well, I just watched... which I think like, oh, it must be nice, like to like be so fucking busy with your prison job. You should you should watch the show on. I think it's on A&E, A&E called Marsha Clark investigates. No, no, no. There's another one. Oh, I want to. It's oh, not Annie. It's the I, Nancy Grace. No, one? that's on Annie too. That's a great one too. Love after lockup. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Have you seen it? No, but I'm familiar with the concept. It's amazing. I watch. I binge watched all six episodes. It's really so. Good. Like they get out. Of, I mean, is, are they supposed to be getting out of jail? Yes. Okay, so that's not that hard. They, hey, anyone can get a boyfriend or whatever. No, but they meet them oh. on inmates.com. Oh. So they've, they've met them like on dateaninmate.com. Yeah. <laughs> they, they only know them through jail. Yeah. They fall in love. They bring them back to their home or whatever. Yeah. And they try to have a relationship with this prisoner. I think those Menendez brothers are cute. They're both married, though. There's a whole thing with the Menendez brothers that happened recently. <laughs> oh, my God. Stephen, <laughs> I don't think they did anything wrong, either. This is, I can't be, I don't, I, stop, oh my God. stop quoting All right, go back here. to Jody Sweeten. What happened now? So then, uh, so, so uh, Unsweetened came in the mail. So Unsweetened came in the mail, <laughs> fucking best week of my life. Like, worst week of my life, but also the real upside is, like, I have Jody in my life. I'm just, like, fucking mainlining Jody constantly. I'm loving it. Like, there's not... I couldn't read it slow enough. Like I just really savored that book. Now, have you I read also, it, Christine? Oh yes, it's fucking I great. I didn't even know she had an autobiography. She's never talked to a, about it's lit. it. Oh yeah, she she does a lot of you know she speaks at a lot of colleges. Oh great, she still does that. Yeah, and a my lot favorite of part the, of the um, book is when she's d- doing the college speaking tour. Sorry to interrupt. I know, and she's like not sober. And she's, she's talking about, about sobriety, sobriety oh, wow. but she's like, I had been up doing coke till like. 
I mean, five I never or six, stopped and doing then, coke. Yeah. And then I had to like get on a plane in an hour and, you know, I mean, she has some crazy stories. But, you know, reading it, it's like I, I kind of thought I knew her story and we've obviously known each other a very long time and we're friends. And then I read the book and I was like, oh my God. The trials and tribulations it has taken her to get where she is yeah. mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Because you don't just stop one day. And this is not, I am not an addict, so I don't know this. But you don't just stop one day and say, I went to rehab and now I'm good. It no. is a lifelong decision and it takes a long time to get to a point where you can manage it. And right. it's like that journey that I have mad respect for. So you yeah. read this book, you like totally like. She came back from like the the hard stuff too man like this is not yeah. we're not talking like she drinks too much wine and gets kooky like no. this it's some serious shit no, no, no. and so i yeah. really like was very i'm very enamored with her journey Me so too. it got really bad like to the point where and i you know i understand if you don't leave this in but like her ex-husband tweeted at me that if i needed to get mental health <laughs> Wait, what? Wait, what? Wait, wait, what? Oh, we're keeping this in. What? So, (laughs) who are you tweeting? No, I wasn't tweeting at anyone. I was just tweeting about her a lot. Like, Uh you know, I call her my biological sister, Jody Sweeten. And, like, I have this whole, you know, I talk about her as being my real, actual biological family. Like, a lot of, you know, people don't have sisters like me, but I have a really good sister. It's Jody Sweeten. She's my biological family. It's a whole, it's my Tinder profile. It's just like, I'm a troll. Like, here's the thing is, bottom line, I'm a troll. I'll do anything to make myself laugh which is pretty much everything I do. Like, I kill myself. Right. Um, it's it's the gift of being an only child. Be so glad you're having another. It's the worst <laughs> thing. It's like, literally, I just live in a constant prison of thinking I'm the funniest fucking person that's ever been born. It's, wait, so wait, you were constantly so, tweeting about Jody Sweeten tweet, as being your, her biolo- biological sister. Yeah. Okay. And, um, I can't wait to tell her this. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I apologize. No, we're going to let you meet her. Jody. No, like, like you said to me, you said, you know, like, oh, would you want to go to the Hollywood Darling say I was like absolutely like I absolutely could not go to that like not that I would be weird it just it's like the Roseanne thing I wouldn't know where to look like she's so f- <laughs> I've now built her up to be the biggest celebrity in Hollywood because she's also my biological sister which is the weirdest <laughs> Part is that like as being like family, it's so weird to be a so fan her as ex? well. Um, so stop <laughs> saying that. <laughs> so weird. You're gonna give Beverly Mitchell a complex. It's so, <laughs> you know what? Big Seventh Heaven fan. Big fan of the show. I really was. Uh, it was. I feel actually. I, I sad about what a big fan of Seventh Heaven. But she's I was. more like it's a like, cousin to me. You must be. She's. You know. It's like a distant cousin. Yeah, it's weird. I don't want to joke about that because like I do have really tight family like Jody. So like when I joke about like fake family like Beverly, it's like you know, it's not, <laughs> it kind of devalues like what we have. I know. I know. know. But wait, her um, ex husband so tweeted at Morty Coyle uh, oh. slides into the tweets and like he. I literally just fully get a. I said, like, oh, like, you know, just, like, tweeted, like, thinking about Jodes or whatever. Like, I just, so <laughs> I just like, troll the fuck out of everyone in my life. Like, do you know how many people think I'm serious? Like, oh, I have a whole thing on my Instagram I'll show you from some guy and I talking on uh, Tinder about Jody. Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> oh uh, I love that you're using that for your Tinder and you're wondering why you're having bad dates. Y- you think? I had a friend tell me, she goes, Oh, you're going too hard in the paint. It's like on your t- like you are just the bit, you're going too hard with the bits on Tinder. And I'm like, I don't care if I die alone. I'm funny. Like, I'm killing it. So, um, so I get a tweet from Morty Coyle 
who of course is famous to me now because they were I think they were still married when the book came out so like she speaks highly of him in the book um but I, here's here's my interaction on tinder with the guy so morty tweets at me i said something like thinking about jody he's and he quote tweets me and he says if you're having a hard time with that the maple center on wilshire has sliding scale health cover and i <laughs> Like I screamed to my friend, she was like, "Wow, sliding scale!" And I was like, "It's inspired shade, right?" Like saying I can't even afford the mental health I oh, need, like mental help no. I need to. No, I loved it. I mean, I it stung a little bit to be called out by Morty, but like he's not on our team anyway, right. so whatever. But um, yeah, this is amazing. So Mall says she's talking to a guy on Tinder. Can I say this? Yeah, of course. She goes, she's talking to the guy, and she's obviously talking about Jody. And she goes, she's an actress from Full House. I'm an only child. I love that you just stuck that in there. No, because he said to me, like, oh, I don't know your sister. He says, like, oh. oh, like, I don't know your sister. And then you say, I'm an only child. Yeah. Got it. And then he says, oh, I kind of get it. You must look like her or something. And Malls writes, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's a long story, but I'm really just a troll. And he writes, you're crazy. But that's cool with me. <laughs> Honey, you don't know the half. Like Chris from like Manhattan Beach, Jeez. you don't know the half, baby. Like I'm, yeah, it's real dark. It's real dark. Oh my god! By I the way, can't do you wait see how for relaxed her to listen I just got physically when I started talking about Jody. Like this yeah, is where I thrive. Yeah, yeah. So oh my god, you know she's doing a lot of Hallmark <laughs> movies. Yeah, that's hard for me because I don't really, I don't really do, I don't fuck with Hallmark, so it's hard. Your only lifetime. Yeah, I actually get pretty upset when people are like, "You should do this Hallmark movie." I'm like, "Have you not?" Heard the name of the podcast? It's called Mother May I Sleep with Podcasts. Yeah, it's it's about two different yeah. movies. Those yeah, oh my god! Things. And by the way, like that's like what an emotional fuckboy you are to love a Hallmark movie. What's wrong with you? Sorry, Jody. Like, I mean, you know, you got to get work where it is. Deal but... is a deal, honey. She's got to yeah. do with Hallmark. She's doing it. Yeah, I understand. We're Look, trying to get Christine one. Kids. We got to get Christine a Lifetime movie of the Listen, week. Listen, uh, I will snatch babies. I will have babies. <laughs> I don't care. Um, so back to the like, have you seen the Marsha Clark investigates? No, but it's on my DVR. Okay, great. I, I hate to say I haven't because I do love a Marsha Clark moment. I well, am obsessed with Marsha Clark. The Casey Anthony. We did her dirty. Was insane. We did her dirty. The Casey Anthony, you guys. I cannot with Casey. Have you read Jose Baez's book? No, I got to get it. Yeah. The <laughs> oh, <laughs> no way you just said that. You can use my code MALLS on Audible for 15%. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> I will. Um, but no, uh, you get a first book free. Um, but if you use the code MALLS, M-O-L-L-S. I will. I'm sorry, guys. Um, yeah, uh, it's really fucking good. Casey Anthony is, means everything to me as well. I, I don't was like obs- her. I was obsessed with that whole case yeah. too. I don't like her the way I like Jody, but I sweet nor areas. But I, I like the. I have to get the artwork. Together. I need to get the art. How big are the pieces? <laughs> the art? Yeah. Oh, it's like you know, legal size piece of paper. It's not that. Oh, you big. mean it's like on notebook paper that she does it? No, I'm just using it as a comparison. Oh, how does she get the art supplies? They have stuff in prison. You they know. do? No, they're yeah. prints. These she killed not... somebody. Well, <laughs> I understand yeah, why that. Is but... she why is she pencil? getting like construction paper? <laughs> you know, no, they have are, pipe cleaners. These are these are prints. They're re- they're prints. They're not originals. Yeah, I don't think she's allowed to sell originals anymore. I think I read that somewhere. Yeah, you're also not allowed to like. I think I think this is the only way she can get around the whole you can't profit from your crimes thing because she's not she's making art. It's original art. It has nothing to do with killing a Mormon man <laughs> who called her a uh, what was it? Oh, my favorite thing. What did he call her? A three hole wonder. Yeah, three hole wonder. Nice, right? Ugh. Real nice. I have to tell you, three hole wonder hits me every single time I think of it. It's disgusting. What a it's disgusting, disgusting thing. but does it mean that you stab him 98 times and then photograph it? Well, you know what? Maybe he should have stopped 
trying to like you know he listen he just wanted to get his dick wet bottom she line. kept going back for more too <laughs> yeah because she's crazy yeah. here's the thing is yeah. she is crazy but like put her in a in a sex rehab or something don't she, she should be like an outpatient like countess luann she should not <laughs> oh my god i cannot wait for that whole thing i to, can't i can't wait. wait you watch too oh yeah oh good i'm glad we all speak the same language it's my favorite shit in the world <gasps> are you going to countess luann oh i'm sorry dog are you going Her to cabaret countess oh yes are you going is it here cinco de mayo I think I'm in Dallas. Oh. Wait, what? Wait, Sucks. where is it? It's at. It's on the Sunset Strip. She's coming to L.A. for a show, one night only. She's singing. Is she? Yeah. So, is it sold out already? Yeah. If Sony doesn't come and like fall out of her blouse in and I'm L.A. Here. the same way she did, <laughs> I need to see. So, and by the way, Sony. I saw like, that wrap dress like yeah. fall off of her. Yeah. Did you see that clip? Yes. But also, the best part is, I don't know if people realize this. Sonia untied the dress. Too. Uh, I, I believe it. <laughs> well, she. she I wouldn't put a pass that or out of it, however you want to say it. But like, she definitely Sonia supplies the moments. She knows what we came for. Uh, I love. Her. She, she's I love her. To me. She's. One I mean, of my between favorites. her, Dorinda, and Countess, like you can't like the trio of it's them. A dream woman. It's like that's. Mm-hmm. It's just amazing. It's constant, and then you comedy. add Ramona. Yeah, Ramona's so fucking nuts. How great she, did she fucking look though? She looks at fantastic. Bethany's. She, oh, is Britney? She, yeah, no, I'm as sorry. Britney. Uh, oh. She looks so good as Britney. I, I mean, was like, honestly, I was. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's kind of amazing. <laughs> like Ramona, even thinking addresses that is like I'm the biggest Britney stan too. So like I absolutely, I Britney's got a lot of looks, but that's the specificity of going for that outfit out of yeah. all of Britney's catalog is really. A wild choice. She's it's wild. Out of her mind, and she already starts mind. picking a fight. First episode, picks a fight with Bethany. I'm like, oh, you don't remember last season? Oh the God. best she part just can't is keep her mouth shut. She, I don't think she, she doesn't even intend to do it. Like she's no. not like these women out here, like uh, Beverly Hills. Like I guess Kyle and uh, were they like? I can't. I'm so annoyed with Beverly Hills. I'm so over them. it. Shut so up. Stop it. talking about what happened eight episodes ago. Find I'm a new fight. Tantygate was the darkest Please. journey we've I know, ever been on. For nothing. And Dorit drives me crazy. Oh, done. Yeah. She's and they so were doing annoying. coke in the bathroom at the dinner yes, party right now. Of course, of course yeah. they were. Um, Absolutely. You, did you watch Big Brother, um, Celebrity Big Brother? I don't do the Big Brother. Uh, but I will say. I love Brandy Glanville, and I actually I liked hated her. her until I saw her on Big Brother. Really, she changed my mind again. I liked her the first couple seasons of Housewives, yeah, and then when she started turning and like causing all like when she started when she was like so mean and like ugly, I yeah. was like really bothering me. I was like, mm. well, I know what that is. It's bratty poor girl. Like it's bratty poor right. girl. Like trying to and also she. Mm-hmm. I mean, Vanderpump wrote her and put her away wet. Like that's the last person you want fucking with your life. Yeah, that's correct. Vanderpump will fuck you up. Uh, and for that, I will say, Lisa, I'll fight you. Like, do you want to go? I really, I don't, I don't care for her. I don't care for her. But I was gonna say that like Ramona does effortlessly what they forget to do on Beverly Hills, which is involve themselves in the plot line. So apparently Kyle and Vanderpump are the <laughs> highest paid right. people on the show. And they were kind of getting, they were getting shit on by Andy, I think on his radio show or something. I heard it somewhere today. Oh really? Saying that, yeah. Andy was like the two highest paid housewives on Beverly Hills really didn't bring it last year. And I'm sitting there thinking like, God, like Ramona just wakes up and brings it. She doesn't even mean to like, and getting, she just coffee. can't stand not saying something snide. No. You know, oh, I would never. I would never buy anything by the highway. I'm just saying, I would never do that. I would never. Do that. No, the they had the whole Montauk. Oh whatever. my god! Like, well, is it south of the freeway or is it? You know, you know I what like, though? I, like, I oh do god. love her for that because you know 
Beth, uh, Bethany drove drove away my girl Jules. I loved Jules, um, the anorexic Asian oh, girl. Yeah. Oh yeah, um, Jules. I forgot about Jules. So I loved she her. She was Jewish and right. And so she was Jewish and Asian. That right. was her whole thing. And Bethany right. couldn't let her have it. Bethany was like a dog with a fucking bone on that one. She couldn't let her have it. Um, well, the house in the Hamptons with the pool and the thing. I mean, I and was it was like, a lot. It was like, come but on. let her have it. You <laughs> okay. know, Jewel, Jewel, poor Jewel. She needs something. Let her have her pool in her house. Didn't her husband cheat on her or something? That was Kristen. Right. Oh wait, no. Jules is hu- no. They- no, something happened with her and yeah. The Michael was Michael and her got divorced, and then the police showed up. Yeah, Do you remember that? There was some kind of alter- right. was there an altercation. Well, because like- this is when you knew it was bad. <laughs> was a, they're at dinner one night. It's like Dorinda, John, Jules, and then all of a sudden we cut to Michael over by the host, uh, the hosting stand, and right. he's like taking a pic. He's doing this. Yeah. He's like taking a picture of himself, and I'm like. Everyone knows what that selfie is. Right. That's the babe, let me see a picture of you yeah. selfie. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, what a fucking douche. Like, he doesn't yeah. even know he's taking the bad selfie. Like, everyone everyone can see. It's really, it's my issue with Bethany Franklin as well. It's like, you know we can see you, right? Like, you think you're like, you think that you're being like snide with Carol. But like, meanwhile, America's hating you right now because we know that you think you're better than the people you were on the show with. Like, I, I like Bethany. Y'all have the same job. Oh, I'm done. I'm done. I feel very betrayed. I like Bethany. I'm I'm curious to see what <laughs> happens this betrayed. season between her and Carol because I love Carol and I just can't see that. Hate I, Carol. You hate Ka- Carol Raswell? Mean girls. Mean girls. Yeah. Come on. They're mean girls. No, they are. They're mean girls. They think they are better than the people who have the exact same jobs as them. It's re- like you're all are on the show together. Sorry. Like you've really downgraded yourself as like a Kennedy. Co- you've gone from Kennedy cousin to like just some random housewife crony. Oh, I love the Carol. Oh, I Why don't you marry her? I love her. She is, she's single now. I know she's not with Adam anymore. Yeah, God. God damn it. I'm, not, I'm still working on, what's her name? The new one. Tinsley? Uh, Tinsley. I like Tinsley. I, I think the whole Sonia Tinsley thing was cracking me up. Oh, when yeah. When they lived together. Everyone should live with Sonia once. Oh, I, I totally so. agree. It's like a gang initiation. Yeah, like, every, you need to have everyone it. Everyone should live with Sonia once. I feel like Nicole Tom is like 15 years away from Sonia. hundred <gasps> percent. That's awesome. Yeah, you have to have Nicole Tom on your I show. I would. I mean, are you kidding? I would She's love to. I would love to. She was amazing on this podcast. Too, I want to see her. Fan of hers. Huh? I might actually go over to her house. We have to get our lamps. Well, I have a lamp. I'm trading her for. Your what? I have a lamp. I'm going to trade her. Well, I'm not trading. She's offered us a lamp. We have to trade lamps. No, but I'm going to give her huh. one because I'm. I haven't nice heard like her that. most recent appearance. Is there some lamp drama? Oh, you- she's making lamps. <laughs> oh. No, no, no. You've got to listen to this episode. She's I'd a like dumpster diver. What episode is that, oh, Stephen? She goes into... Like, like my mom. Yeah, she <laughs> found out... A friend of hers calls her and says that there's a whole dumpster of lamp parts and get down here. And she gets... <laughs> she's fighting with homeless people. <laughs> she's fighting with homeless people over lamp parts. And she finally gets a bunch of lamp parts. She, she's made like a hundred lamps in her garage. What kind of lamps? Sometimes I just... She puts different pieces on different things and makes oh. different... That's actually a real skill. Some, yeah, and I go, are you... Are you doing all the electrical yourself? She goes, yeah. I go, do you, have you ever taken classes in how to wire a lamp? No, but I've just kind of figured it out. I have an old lamp from the old Beverly Hills, the original Beverly Hills Hotel, like layout. Oh, you're I kidding. Buy, and I should bring it to her because it needs to be rewired. She could do it for you. <laughs> Look, old Tom, rewire my lamp. She lives right around the corner. Yeah. Okay, uh, perfect. I'll drive she, it over. It's also, she finds it to be very sexual. 
the rewiring of the lamps. Really? Yes. Oh, you have to listen to this episode. You'll die. Yeah, I'm going to listen on the way home. I'm sorry. I I, I mean, I'm a big fan of the pod. I don't know know why. It's really funny. It's... Stephen you th- knows. You think that the Catalina trip is crazy? It, we we slowly. Oh my god! Yeah. That was the <laughs> fucking craziest story I've ever heard no. in my life. It was as if it happened to my own sister Jody Sweeten. Like, <laughs> it, it really fucking affected me. That I think about that probably three times a week. Oh my god! I'm kidding you. It'll just uh. hit me in traffic. All right, let's wrap this up. So wait, so my what's daughter, coming? by the way, I've been watching her. She's I know, I been, saw that. she's up, and she's she's doing Can a great I see, job. I haven't of seen just a child like, in like three years. Yeah. Can I see her. When I'll let you see her. Okay, cool. Um, so, she's just been entertaining herself. I so I should probably. All right, get what, her what can we promote here? We got what what. Give us all your handles. You probably have like, you have like 20 handles. Just malls on uh, Instagram and Twitter. And then um, you guys should go find my podcast in the iTunes store. Please advise PLZ advice because I was yeah. really, really cool when I started it. And uh-huh. um, Mother May I Sleep With Podcast, which is if you enjoy Stephen Ray Morris, you'll love him on Mother May I Sleep With Podcast. Yeah. We also did Grumpy Cats Christmas last year. So if you want to hear Stephen talk about cats with me for three hours, um, there's that. I, I can't. I don't understand the cat thing. Okay. Love them. <laughs> He loves People them. like cats. I'm allergic you know to cats. Okay, I've really realized I date a lot of guys who like cats, and I think that I I th- find that soothing about them. It's a nice it's a nice sign when a guy. Did likes you a cat. date Stephen Ray Morris? No, God, oh. no. I mean, and I don't oh. mean it like that. He's like my oh. brother. Like, <laughs> no, can you imagine? No he's offense. Like, he's like my child and my brother and also my work husband. Right. Like I can't imagine. It's okay. too incestuous. All right, so then, so that that lifetime. What is it called? The psycho what? Mother may I sleep with podcasts, my, and then uh, emotionally broken psychos. Yeah, these are all great podcasts. It's all fun. It's a lot of fun. I would love to have you on Emotionally Broken Psychos, and I would absolutely love to have you on any any of all of them. I'd be happy to. to. Do it. Well, yeah. You should have Jody and I. We could advise on some <gasps> Honey, things. I pass out. I can't have Jody in my house. I would have to come to you guys. I I can't do it on my own territory. I would I would pass out. Like she can't. I mean, we've spent a lot of time together at that house in my head. So like I, can't. I get it. Yeah. Well, you have to have her sign the book. Yeah, you gotta have her sign the book. I would get a tattoo. Of Wait, you never finished. <laughs> the dog lived. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, he was an asshole to you. I know so. that, but like, I, we oh, left. Them, we, we left him in the hospital. Guys, bleeding. the dog is. Trust me, the dog is alive and a full blown asshole. And the mm. pit bull was rehomed on the other side of fifty grand later. The dog is totally lived. Great. All Thank God for those three years of two broke girls. Get pet insurance, you guys. <laughs> Get pet insurance. Yeah. I don't love my dogs that much. Um, no, I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. Uh, you know, the doctor totally did say kidding. to me, a lot of people don't. A lot of people wouldn't have done what you did. And I was like, I didn't think it was an option. Like, I thought I would go to jail if I didn't fix it. I dog. got upset when I had to get my dog's nails clipped for $35. Oh, <laughs> we've been like, through this. He, it, I, I literally said to the groomer, how long do they live? It was a chihuahua. They're like, um, they're still a long alive. Time. Yeah, they're still alive for, for like forty years. They're, yeah. they're. He doesn't own them anymore. I'm. I mean, I have visitation. Out of them? No, I kept them in the mm. house that they grew up in, rather than taking. The, what narrative is this that you've yeah, convinced yourself of? That's they so have insane. a backyard with a doggy door, and it's it's with my old roommate. Like we both raised them. I couldn't take them All and right. put them in an apartment. Keep telling yourself that in K Town, they don't. They wouldn't know how to respond to K Town. That's so weird and racist and strange. It was strange. Well, reaction. you took it there. I didn't. I said they wouldn't know how to respond to it. Well, I mean, I don't know how else anyone else would take that. Anyway, uh, thank you for having me on. I'm oh thanks God, for being Miles. on. You're Miles, great guest, Malls. And oh, thank I you for all you your stories. You. you can find me on all social at Yo Lakin. You can find me at Alec Led. You can find me at Stephen Ray Morris with the lawnmower. Yeah. Uh, sorry. So yeah. we get a lawnmower. It's, 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 it's lawnmower time. It's, it's long um, day. And email us, as always, at worsteverpodcast at gmail.com.
And we'll hear you next week. Thanks, guys. Bye.